Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup with Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. If you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress, whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and The Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So if you know, some people say, hey, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. You don't, do you believe in that concept or? I don't. Okay. I don't believe in it either. I believe, honestly, there are people who have never cheated and then they find the person they cheat on. Just because you've never cheated doesn't mean that you're not capable of cheating. Everyone's capable of cheating. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Coffee Breakup, starring Marvin Schultz and Christian Bira. <sighs> the best ever. So with that being said, if you're watching this on YouTube, like this video down below, subscribe to the YouTube channel, ring the notification bell, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook. TikTok, and the website, thecoffeebreakup.com. Oh, yeah. And if you're on the ghost spot on iTunes, of course, can't forget that. Exactly. So, running right through that, let's get the episode started. And we got a nice little guest today. We got a nice little guest today. What's up? What's going on, Sam? Hi, how are you guys? Everything good. good? So, um, we wanted to bring you on. So we had a conversation, uh, was it last week? I don't know, my memory's horrible. Couple two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. It's been two weeks already? Yes, sir. Time flies. Means correct when you hate your life. Mm. <laughs> so, two weeks ago, and uh, it was, for me, like, I feel like I learned so much on the, of how secure you were, you know, with, uh, you know, you had said that. You know, you do go to therapy. Marvin's super big on therapy and us being, you know, relationship podcasts, more niche specific. At the end of the day, it's very important that people understand how it is for themselves to feel secure with, um, you know, the cell, with themselves, their thought process and, and, you know, finding help if you need to. And at the end of the day, whether it's good or bad, you've said it yourself, it's, there's never a wrong time to, to speak to a professional. Exactly. So that for me was important. I'm like, man, I want to bring you on plus to get your whole background and stuff like that. So we always start the episode getting to know a little bit about our guest, a little bit of a background. So we can start with you. The floor will be yours, uh, where you were, you were born, upbringing, whatever, all that good stuff. Start with you. Okay. So hi, guys. My name is Sam. Um, I'm 24 years old. I was born and raised here in Miami, but my background, so it's weird. So my mom's side is Cuban, but my dad's side is Italian. 
So I'm Cuban Italian. Like yeah. So my last name is Delamico. No one ever says yeah. it right. Yeah. yeah. You never hear that in. So Delamico. So the emphasis is on the I. Delamico. It's actually spelled hyphenated. Yeah. So it's D E L L hyphen A M I C O. Really? Okay, yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, this makes so much sense. It's cool until you're trying to graduate and they say your name at graduation and they butcher it. Like what? Sure, Delamico. Yeah. Delamico. Delamico. You got I'm everything. Sure, yeah, Del Amico. Yeah. So, it, but is it hyphenated? It is. Technically, it is. I don't do it because it makes my life so complicated. Really? Yeah. Del Amico. Transcripts, driver's license, social yeah. security makes my life horrible. Yeah. That's true. All right, moving on. <laughs> um, so I'm currently in the final stretch of nursing school. Nice. Thank the Lord. Um, but I do currently work night shifts at the hospital while in school, so it definitely is hectic. Um, that's definitely interesting <laughs> to say the least. I could definitely have stories uh, for days for that. Um, I was definitely raised in interesting households considering the two different ethnicities. I was raised with my parents being divorced. My parents got divorced when I was a year old. Mm -hmm. um, so I never had that like family dynamic. Um, so I was raised oh. primarily by my mom, which my mom was that nurturing, loving mom. She was the Cuban side, right? Yeah. And Cuban? then my dad's side. So my dad was, even though he was Italian, they kind of adopted that like very American lifestyle that like at 18, you're out. Everything is on you. What, what you, you okay, so, uh, your mom, Cuban, your father, uh, Italian, um, how old were they when they were here? Were they here for a long, like very young or yeah, a little so bit older? No, they were young. So it, weird enough, my dad's side, my dad was raised in North Carolina. And then my mom was raised in New York. Okay. And somehow they both made it to Miami, met here, and here I am. Miami's such a melting pot for, like, right. think about this. And this was a long time ago because right. we have people always coming here, like, now. Yeah. But think of, like, one from, what is it, Jersey? The other one from New, North, York. New York. The other one from Carolina. Italian, Cuban. The, the odds of ending up then here. like What the hell? Yep. That's incredible. And so, uh, especially you being in hospitality, where you meet like so many different ethnicities. From all over. Yeah, yeah. From and it's all like, over the even place. Even from there. How crazy is that? Man. So, you were born, but you were born here. Born I was and born raised. here. Born and raised in the toxic Miami. <laughs> have you lived anywhere else? or I no? have not, but that's actually my goal for next year. I want to leave Miami. Where do you want to go? Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, It's it's a growing city. It's definitely sure. turning into a melting pot. It is, yeah. In a way. Um, there's definitely the American lifestyle. You definitely do see a lot of racism there. I myself, I mean, I'm technically American and I went to Nashville and I experienced racism. Really? Yeah. I went to Nashville. I wasn't really. Yeah, but you look more American than probably. She do does. I? Yeah. Yeah. But when I talk, I'm not. And you know me, I talk yeah, a lot. True, but. but Nashville was still amazing. And I think it's the perfect combination of like, you get the city lifestyle, but you drive 20 minutes out and you get that completely different country Corn fed. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sure, so it's sure. a whole different world. You like that? I love it. Why? Just being alone, like away from. So funny enough, growing up, I used to always say that I was an Ameria gringo. Really? I want a white guy who thinks that I'm the most Hispanic thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And there's definitely not that in Miami. Okay. Well, yeah. I think you'll find that in, in Nashville. You, you'll find that in Nashville for sure. So, so you, you know, Chris was saying that you, like you go to therapy. How did you end up? Like, what made you say, hey, listen, I want to take care of my mental health? So, obviously, growing up in Miami, like I said, toxic Miami comes mm -hmm. toxic people. Sure. And people don't realize that when you say the word relationship, relationship doesn't just mean boyfriend, girlfriend. Relationship means mom, dad. Relationship means your friends. Relationship means anyone yourself. that you have a relationship with. Even with yourself, no? Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. 100%. 
So there were a time in my life where I had a very bad relationship with my father specifically. Um, I never had a strong relationship with him, but it definitely got worse at a certain point in my life. And I think it inf affected the way that I was in, in a romantic relationship. So when I was 16, I got into a relationship with this boy. So I'm going to call him a boy, not a man. Um, and, <laughs> and it became very toxic very fast. And I lived with uh, that relationship for three years. And when I tell you toxic, I mean, I can't even count on both hands and toes and anything how many times he cheated on me. Oh, wait, how old were you? I was 16. Yeah, was 16. how old was he was also 16? 16? Too, yeah. No, like, I think he was 17, 18. Okay, so okay. right there. Right. And because of the previous, like, what I had known around me, because of the toxicity around me, I thought that was normal. Mm. I thought that that was just, oh, well, that's what relationships are, just something that you handle, that you deal with. I'm a girl, I just come to sit back and deal with it, and, you know, it's just a part of life. So for three years, I sat there, and I dealt with a lot of stuff. And every time he cheated on me, he used to blame me for it. Narcissism and it's fine. Yeah, finest, dude. dude. Like I did this because you didn't pay attention, or because you didn't. No, do and it. I feel like it's probably stupider than that. No, so funny enough, he would compare me to them. Jesus. So it was more like, well, maybe if you dressed like them, then I wouldn't have cheated on you. Or maybe if you would have spoken to me like them, then I wouldn't have cheated on you. Or maybe if you did your makeup a little different, then I wouldn't have cheated on you. <laughs> What a scumbag. It was so bad that there was even one night that we went out. And mind you, we were going to Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's and Dolphin Mall. Yeah. What yeah. do you wear to that? Nothing. It's casual. Yeah. When I tell you that he picked out my outfit from head to toe, he had me in like six inch stilettos with like this leather jacket, the whole nine. And he even did my makeup for, like for me. Like, what the heck? In what the bathroom. I'm sure he's just not into like, he's, he's probably gay. <laughs> I don't like, know. He wants to do your makeup, wanted yeah. to dress you, like do everything. Yeah. Like everything, everything, because he wanted to control how I looked, how I was, how I presented myself, my hair, how we have to be a specific way. But even when I would do those things, I was still never good enough, and he was still cheating with the next one. And this is, oh, but this was at sixteen. Was so super. Do you still? I mean, did you ever talk to this person after when you were a little bit older? Did you ever have a conversation and kind of? Yeah. So after we broke up, um, we broke up three years later and it got to a point where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I was just so over it. You know, you can only cry so many times. You know, you're going to cry over this person how many times? Yeah. When I tell you, like we had Disney annual passes and he took her on my annual pass. And obviously when you have the annual pass, you can go into the Disney app and every time you clock in like to take pictures or whatever, it comes on your app. So there's pictures of them on the rides together, woo together on the rides, kissing in front of the castle, the whole nine yards on my phone. Like that. No way. Uh, it's like a, yeah. What an idiot. So imagine all of that at 16, 17, 18 years old. It's hard because, bro, that kind of, that relationship kind of sets the, almost sets the tone for all the following relationships, right? Because you're so yeah. young and you of think. Of course. You know, like that's your first impression of yeah. like a Love. real relationship. And then now it's like every relationship, if. Like, that means love to you. Of unless course. you learn that that's really not love. Which you don't realize that until after the exactly. fact. Exactly. Because you're sitting there and you're like, oh my God, I'm so in love with him. I want to be with him. This is the love of my life. I can't leave him. Yada, yada, yada. But then after the fact, you look back and you're like, oh, that wasn't love. Yeah. The hell was I thinking? Mm -hmm. When you're that young, you don't even, there's nothing to compare it to. So you're like, right. oh, this is, this is, this has to be normal, right? So what made you say, hey, listen, this is not it for me. Like, I want to you know, yeah, move myself in like, the situation. Click. So, 
again, three years down the line, I got just so tired of it. And again, you can only cry so much after a person. And I guess I just got up one day and I would look to him and I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm just so over it and I don't care. And he looked at me and he threatened me and he was like, oh, I'm going to break up with you. And I was like, do it. We're already yeah, broken. We're, we're like, this is what I'm doing. But it doing. was like one of those relationships that we would break up like every other day and be like, okay, well, three days later, we're going to get back together. Yeah. So it was like empty threats. Yeah. It's one of those, once you draw that line, that's it. Like, there's no more. So when he was like, oh, I'm going to break up with you, I was like, do it. And he was like, walk out and we're done. I was like, peace. And I walked out and I never looked back. And he texted me and he was like, are you serious? And I was like, I'm out. Uh, And then like two weeks later, he called me and he was like, hey, I just wanted you to know that I cheated on you with X, Y, Z, B, every letter in the alphabet. And I'm just letting you know because I need to let it out so I can move on with myself with a clear head. Get the fuck out of here, dude. He just wants to rub it in. Like, it's not about moving on. He doesn't get, he doesn't He wants you to, he wants to further belittle you even, even more for you to be like, wow. Like he can do all this, maybe I'm a piece of garbage. He, he wants to, hurt, to yeah, him. he wants to hurt you, like, cause you brought, you know, you get into things. He's like, man, I can't believe she actually did this. So let me, I want her to feel more. as exactly. bad as I feel right now. Yeah, let me hurt it even more by telling her this, which is completely unnecessary. Okay, what what is that going to change now? What a jackass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How annoying. Okay, uh-huh. and then what? <laughs> so 19 years old so i walk away finally so you do what every other girl at 19 does you don't handle your emotions you don't look back and reflect on what just happened the last few years of your life what do you do in miami you party <laughs> that's how you get over a relationship yeah. that's how you get over a man and at 19 years old in miami it doesn't matter that you're 19 you're gonna get into live you're gonna get into story you're gonna get into whoa wherever. whoa whoa women at 19 because they ain't no way in hell they're gonna nah, no 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 but no, yeah, but girls is different. Yeah, for a girl, you'll be like different. 16 and you'll still find the way into At 19 years old, I was in the DJ booth. I'd live in that story watching Steve Aoki. Like, I lived that life very young. And that's how I handled my breakup because that's what normal people, not normal, but that's the way people, people deal with it. A lot of people do it. a stereotype kind of uh, way of handling A man things, breaks yeah. your heart. What do you do? You party. go out, you party, and you post on Instagram that you're living the best life because you can live without them. And it's all to prove it to them. It's ultimately. like, oh, I hope he watches this. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, are you, oh, yeah. who are you hurting right now? You and know? it's like, funny because I was never the type to go out. I was never the type to do any of that. I, I'm not, I was never a drinker, nor am I a drinker now. So when I went out and obviously we posted and whatever, he texted me that night and he was like, you're at live right now. And I was like, yeah. He's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evil. <laughs> he couldn't believe himself. He was beside himself. He's like, I can't believe you right now. But you guys were already like yeah, broken just, up. How, yeah. how much further after was this? Like two months. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Jesus, dude. And he's look how but look how narcissism works, bro. Like he's literally holding Mind on. You, he had a girlfriend already. Oh, like a side piece, bro. Probably. You know, no, funny enough. One of the girls he was cheating on you with yeah. is now his fiance. Oh, at this particular point in time. Their anniversary is before him and I broke up. Okay, so <laughs> was he? Was she the next girl that he dated after you? Or she just kind of landed? Yeah. Okay, well, at least, you know. It's with well, he was me. cheating on me. And then I guess it just kind of turned into a relationship. And now they're engaged. Okay, well, good for them. I, I, I wonder if he, like, continued on that, you know, that behavior cheating yeah uh, probably at the the maybe in the beginning i mean we wouldn't want to think that it's still happening no especially fiance i hope not but you know we'll we'll have you 
hold on to those comments. Yeah, for the sake of their relationship. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. sure. Um, <laughs> but regardless, so then, okay, that was that was a, a, a huge impact. So you said you're 24 now, right? Yeah. So that was about five years ago. So then how how were you, you were single for how long in between? So we broke up. We, he broke, that was around New Year's. And then, so I was single for, I want to say nine months. So I partied it up, did everything for nine months, experienced new things. I was even going mudding. And then that's how I, yeah, I know, I know. And that's how I met my new, or my ex-boyfriend. Right. And that I jumped into a whole other lifestyle and, again, adopted really bad habits where I became his girlfriend and my life became his life again. So that was one of the bad habits that I had when I was with someone. My life turned into their life. And I didn't have my own identity. Mm. I think that happens so often when you, especially when you're somebody and then at that age, you don't really know, like your identity kind of ties into who they are and it's not your needs. It's, it's their needs. You know, it's our needs. True. But you were also like single for, for, you said nine months where you were like doing your own thing and like by then. So it was just like all partying. Like there wasn't really any like self of you know, reflection for you to again, learn about you. It's always like, oh, this new guy came along while well, I'm in this mess. I just still don't know who I am. Right. I guess I like budding now. Yeah. Because I was 19. No, I didn't know what therapy was. Everyone has the stigma of therapy. And when they think of therapy, they think of, oh, well, the movies that where the, someone is laying on a couch and someone is sitting there with a notebook and says, so tell me how that makes you feel. That's not what therapy is. That is the furthest thing from therapy. Is that how your therapy sessions go? No. I, I do sit in it. I do sit in a. a I sit on chair. a couch. They, they, there is a couch. Um, like the typical one? Like No, the, the one where you like lay down. That's like, <laughs> they're like to the side. You can't even see them. No, no, no. I sit like in a, in a chair like this. and Because uh, I've gone to therapy for years now. And it's, it's at first, it's super intimidating. Because you like, you know, especially for a guy, like I'm supposed to tell this person that I don't know how I feel. Like how I'm Pussy. supposed to do that. Yeah. And like, but it's, it's liberating. After that first hour, you're like, right. oh, wow. It actually feels pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then you go again, and then you go again, and it's like your past childhood trauma or relationships, my insecurities, my jealousy, uh, you know, certain coping habits that I was exhibiting that maybe aren't that healthy. So I kind of I totally feel where you're coming from. So, um, But, yeah, there is a stigma that therapy is like this taboo, like you got, you're crazy, yes. you know, you have a screw loose or, you know, like. Yeah, only crazies go. Yeah. So now that you say crazy, I actually went on a date with a guy a couple months ago, and I'm very open about therapy. When I go on dates with guys, when I meet anyone, friends, I'm very open, and I tell everyone, everyone should go to therapy. Even if you're not going through something specific in your life, there's just something very liberating about speaking to someone every week or every so often about what's going on in your life who doesn't know who Fulano de Tal is or doesn't know who Chris is or doesn't know who Marvin is or doesn't know anyone. And you just talk about them and how you feel about what's going on, even if it's about the dumbest thing. Yeah. E even if it's a positive thing, people think, "Oh, you go to therapy because it's, it's yeah. there's something oh, wrong." You Sometimes you want to celebrate. Huh? You flinch to the road like this. But even to kind of celebrate your triumph, mm -hmm. you know, like this is what's going on. This is positive, and for somebody to say, "Hey, you know, good job," mm -hmm. you know, like this, it, it's it's reassuring, and it, you don't just have to go to therapy when things are bad. And, huge misconception as well and i also think that because it's almost there's also the uh the the thought of you know you want people to do good just not better than you so sometimes when you share things with certain people maybe your friends or, or acquaintances or someone that you think you can trust they'll listen to you but they're always going to use it either as as ammunition mm -hmm. to be against you or to maybe talk crap about you or criticize mm -hmm. you when in therapy it's an environment that you can just feel completely free and know that you're not going to be judged right yeah they're not going to judge you they 
they're not going to go around telling your friends or your family. That's what I'm saying, because you get to one thing to one person and then you find out the next day that everybody knows or or they're using it to look at you differently. Like when you just wanted to be vulnerable and open up and therapy is that environment where you know that you're going to be safe, where someone's literally listening to you to focus on you rather than get that to spread it to other people. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, they challenge you. Right. They challenge your thoughts. Yeah. But going back to what I was saying about the day, so when I told the guy about the the therapy, his response to me was, and verbatim, he said, is this your warning to me to let me know that you're crazy and that red I should flag. walk away now? But did he say that? Did he say it like as a playful thing? Like, no. oh, is this a red flag? No. Or he was really, really he like, was like flat out, just like that, looked at me dead in the face and said that. And I looked at him and I said, and I promise you, I said it just like this. And I said, the same way that that just told me who you are, I said, maybe I should walk out now. An awkward date. Really? How did that day go? It did, didn't go. Did it end? <laughs> it ended right there? It did pretty much. It was one of those where it kind of happened towards the end. Okay. And oh, luckily. Yeah, it happened towards the end, and that was it. Dodge the bullet. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Do what you know. Like, if when was this? This was like a couple. Said a couple, couple months. months no, ago. months, months, months. Months ago. A couple months ago. Wow. Makes you think, dude. Like, like think of how like the the negative like the misconception. It's a big, you know. To be honest, I've only been going to therapy for I'm 28 now, 25 since I was like 26. You know, so two, two, two and a half years maybe. You two know, right? Two years. Yeah, and before that, I, I didn't know anything about therapy. You know, my 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 ex, she was a therapist, and so she kind of got me into it, and and obviously not with her, with with somebody else, obviously. Um, and and at that point, I had no idea what therapy really meant. So, but I would never approach a situation like this and be like, oh, you you go to therapy you must be crazy but for a lot of people they don't really like again what we were saying they don't understand do you it really is. do you think that that's the misconception because they've never been so they already think of those who do go are because they're crazy of course i think so because if you think about therapy and, and, and modern culture you watch the news or you watch uh, movies and shows no when has has anybody ever told you that therapy is a good thing think that's about true. your childhood Growing up, young teens, your late teens, your early 20s, nobody has ever said, hey, go to therapy, unless you actually go to therapy and then see it for yourself. Yeah, and I also think that people now are more advocate. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're advocating more for it where they're like, hey, like, maybe if you're not thinking wrong, it's not because you're a failure. It's probably because you need to address certain things within yourself, which going to, you know, a mental health, either counselor or a therapist, they might be able to help you, you know, figure those things out. Rather than you just thinking that you're a failure because society thinks you are yeah and also back then not even too long ago you said you know hey i want to maybe talk to somebody to be like oh you don't you don't need therapy you don't have problems um especially maybe even in hispanic culture from what i hear it's like it's like a taboo as well where it's like oh you're sad especially for guys oh you're sad or whatever like i don't know just figure something else out you know like you you, you shouldn't go to therapy you don't need it you know that kind of it's, it's a whole an iceberg of misconceptions and, and and failures and stuff like that but i'm glad that you um, are going to therapy and you're taking care of your mind. I think it's a huge uh, part of, of your life. I should be, be. Even my father, when I told my father about going to therapy. I was just, about, I wanted yeah, to ask you. When I told my father about going to therapy, he was totally against it. Why? Totally against it. He was like, oh, you're going to go to the shrink? Because that's what people call it, <sighs> the shrink. And he was like, you're going to go spend your money on the shrink for what? So someone can sit there and tell you that you're crazy so you can keep spending money to go to them? Yeah. Yeah. Again, the misconception. And I asked him, I said, can I ask you a question? He said, what? I said, have you ever been to therapy? He said, no, for what? I said, you need it more than I do. No, no, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so uh, at this point, you you actively go to therapy. 
Um, are you dating anybody right now or? No. So or? my last relationship is what put me in therapy. Okay. <laughs> Funny enough. Um, and therapy has taught me to see the red flags because before red flags were white to me. And then they kind of turned pink throughout therapy and now they're red. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you're seeing that thing that it's like, um, that sign's not going to stop me because yeah. I can't read. <laughs> well, so like, like, I'm, like uh, I'm colorblind. Yeah, you know, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So yeah. if I feel like if I was not going to therapy, maybe the answer would have been different and I would have been telling you that I was dating someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It could, be. It could be. No, because I feel like if I wasn't going to therapy, I would have just settled for whatever came my way and I would have been like, okay, this is fine. Okay. You gave me attention. I'll give you attention. We'll just move on from here. Mm. But yeah, it's important. So, so do you think tying it to to your family before we get more into the dating side? Um, after you know your your father, I guess I don't want to say criticize you, but you know he responded in that way. Do you feel like as time has gone on, has therapy one helped you in your relationship with your family, and two, are they now more open and open to it because of how it is, or is it still the same? So, one thing that I've learned in therapy is that my feelings are valid. And that's something that needs to be said more because people all have feelings. We all feel something towards something. And I think with men, it's a little bit harder because men are not open about their feelings. Mm. And men are not open about saying, I feel this about a certain situation or I have anxiety or I have whatever. And my dad is very vocal, obviously, about his feelings. And I've learned to just not talk to him about it. So I keep that. We don't talk about it. I do what I have to do. And I've learned that what I feel is valid. And I need to do mm. what I need to do to handle what I feel and treat it. And what he feels is his opinion, but we don't talk about it. His opinion is his. Mine is mine. I do what I do. He needs to do what he does. So he's never, he still hasn't gone to therapy. No. And he's not going to. Yeah, but especially, you know, think about it. You think about maybe your dad or especially when they're a little bit older, it's hard to, for them to adapt and, and change because when they were young, they had their dads telling them, you don't need to go to therapy. What is therapy? You don't, you don't, what is therapy? Like, so it's a different culture. We, we live in a different world. But it's important that, yeah, even though they have family and you love them, maybe you, you can't tell them everything. You know, maybe certain some things you should, you know, you do it for yourself and that's it. And you, you don't have to bring it up and it happens and that's it. You know, you can't force them to accept you for for doing that, you know. And so so with with, with your, your dad being like that, how was it growing up with like that type of energy that he was always like kind of portraying on the family? I mean, it was definitely that feeling of I was never good enough. Is it you an only child? No, I'm one of four. One of four. And uh, so can you break them down for me? Yeah. So my sister, she's older. She's 28. She's a teacher. But she has that very, like, happy-go-lucky first-grade teacher personality where everything is bubbly and butterflies and rainbows. So she really doesn't care anything that he has to say. Mm -hmm. And then there's me, who is very different. I'm very straightforward. I have the RBF. Yeah. Uh, very strong personality. Cutthroat. Um, you know what RBF stands for? No, it's resting, resting bitch, bitch face. face. Oh, sorry go ahead <laughs> and then i have a younger brother who's 22 now and he's irrelevant to be honest <laughs> okay as horrible as it sounds he is it not irrelevant he just he's chosen his path in life and he has chosen to take it and he doesn't really talk to anyone he doesn't really interact with anyone doesn't participate with anyone so he just does his own thing and everyone's accepting of that they're just like oh, okay that's just how he is he's 22 what are you gonna do that. I guess. Like what? What are you gonna do? You can't do anything about it. You can give him your opinion, but what he does with it is his business. Yeah, that's true. And then I have a seven-year-old brother. Okay, seven-year-old brother, mm -hmm. young, mm -hmm. a big gap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a big gap. Mm -hmm. 
Oh boy. Can you see how my father's? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So so but but so go into that. So then growing up, how was it, I guess, with that dynamic with your dad? So because of the personality I have, I do think that I'm similar to him in a lot of ways, in the sense that we have our opinions and obviously we're gonna share them. Um, but him and I clash a lot. Mm-hmm. So he's very intense, I'm very intense. I feel like I'm his karma. Because everyone around him is very accommodating to him in the sense of they don't like to fight with him, so they don't deal with him. Or they don't like to fight with him, so they don't challenge him. Yeah, like why waste my time if exactly. nothing's not, going to change? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to give him his way because it's easier to give someone their way and not deal with it. In my case, it was not like that. If I didn't like what he did, I would tell him. If he did something that pissed me off or he did something that made me feel some type of way, I was going to tell him and I wouldn't speak to him. And he didn't like that. And I had told Chris a story that back when I was 18, I had a, won a lawsuit. And when I won the lawsuit, the money obviously came into my name because mm-hmm. uh, I was 18. But at the time, we had a conjoint account, because a big account, because I had just turned 18. So you know when your family can kind of see your account and they kind of have control because you're still a minor or right. whatever? So, mm, mm. oh yeah. So for those of you who don't know, I am in banking, <laughs> and uh, when you're when you're uh, younger than eighteen, it's a it's like a junior savings where she doesn't have any rights. Like it's her money, but she can't touch it yet until she's eighteen. Sure, sure, sure. So he would pretty much be the one in charge, but but I was eighteen, so the money was mine. Um, so when the money was won, um, I wanted to get my boobs done, right? So I had told him I was like, look, I really want to get my boobs done. And he was like, you're absolutely ridiculous. I was graduating at the time. And he was like, we should go on a trip for your graduation. I said, great, let's go on a trip. He said, cool, but you have to pay for it. I was like. She won the money, but he's there trying to. Yeah. Give me a graduation her. trip. I'm like, well, that's not a graduation trip if I'm the one that's funding right. it. And he wanted to go on this very lavish European trip. So you're not talking about a trip to Orlando that costs, you know, a couple hundred bucks. You're talking about a few thousands. You know, so obviously I was like, look, I don't want to spend that money. I'd rather go do something for me. And when I told him, he threatened to take the money from me. Jesus. Uh, Check this out. Check this out. Story gets better. So I said, oh, okay. Because remember, I'm his karma. I said, oh, you want to threaten me? I said, okay. So I went the next day and I showed up to the bank and I said, I need to deposit $35,000 out of the account. And the lady looked at me and she gave me a face and I took out all the money out of the account. 35k is what the what i won okay the winnings but uh okay technicalities carry on but whatever so i i took out all the money in the account and i went to chase and i opened my own account and i put all the money there and i went and i got my boobs done without a word those are the boobs yeah <laughs> <laughs> those are the boobs okay yep and but what uh two i have questions uh, no ask great. them uh well you can't take 30 you can't just take out that much money in a day no, but she could do a transfer. transfer. Or she could do a cashier's check. Oh, I did a, a cashier's check. Oh. Yeah. I did a cashier's check. Okay. Yeah. It just okay. Interesting. Um. So you did the boobs. I wiped. What's the, the second question? You had two questions. Yeah. Um. What else would what else did you do with the money? So I wiped the account. How I much wiped, were your boobs? They were only three thousand dollars. Okay, so we still got thirty two to play with. You can yeah. still go to freaking Europe and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I fucking do both. Yeah, you win win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't gonna go to Europe and pay for my dad's way. Right, right, right. I understand, like that's I my money, you know. And I'm eighteen, about to go to college. You know, there's a lot of other things that I can do with that money. That yeah, spend sure. Someone else's used that way. To, yeah, plan of course. For, yeah. So obviously, when I got my boobs done, I never told my dad anything. When my dad saw that that money was gone, you can imagine. Oh, oh remember because the account was joint. Yeah, yeah, of course. He, he noticed. He no, did he, yeah, yeah. How quickly did he realize it? Must have gotten an alert or something. 
I don't know about an alert. I probably went to go check it out. And, and it was empty. Empty. <laughs> zero. Zero point zero zero is oh, what he saw. Oh, fuck. Okay, okay. Carry on. And <laughs> that was a really bad time for, I don't remember how long him and I didn't speak for two years because he called me and he was like, oh, you want to act like a grown up? You want to act like you're such a big girl? He showed up to my house the next day. He gave me the title to my car. Uh-huh. He took away my health insurance because I was under his plan. He took, he gave me, he was like, oh, give me your phone back. Because even though like I wasn't living with him, my stuff was under his name. So he was like, give me my phone back. Give me my son pass back. Here's your title to your car. Figure it out. I took you off of my insurance plan. I took you off of everything. You want to be an adult? Figure everything out. Not my problem. At 18 years old. Man. So you were 18. You had new titties. <laughs> you had 32K. And man, that's, that's a... It interesting way to start your your adult life right <laughs> yeah you know? but you weren't living with your dad at the time nope never that's did what happened because i'm like how did he not know no like, i never like, did and then you had to do your, your boobs and wow yeah for real like what like who took care of you when my you mom had, okay so my she mom knew. knew my mom knew okay okay because i'm just trying to put everything together yeah for real that's a good question actually. yeah yeah he found out through someone else that i had got my boobs done so, I was gonna be, how did you so yeah you so you hadn't seen him in a while then no i Obviously, all hell broke loose, and him and I didn't speak. So obviously, if we weren't speaking, we were definitely not going to see each other. Damn, but he and it's funny because he could have done the same thing you did with the money. Yeah, he you could have literally closed the account, taken all the money out. I don't think he would have been that dumb. Well, but he, he could have been that dumb. I mean, but that that check was written to me. True, but it was in my it name. Was, yeah, but the thing money, is, no? yeah, yeah, but the thing is, if it's in the account, like if we have an account together. And money is in, is there. Mm-hmm. You can take it just like I can take it. Yeah. You cut a cashier's check payable to your name in the city. And disappear. He could have beat you to it. Honestly, you were- looking back now, it probably would have been better that he did that. Because imagine an 18-year-old with $32,000 in their bank account. And, 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 and big movies. And, and big titties. And big fake like, movies. Like, come on. <laughs> like, big <laughs> movies. <laughs> like, you can imagine. I was definitely not the most responsible with the money. I definitely was not investing in the stock market. <laughs> yeah, I was sure, not right. buying properties yeah. at 18 yeah. years old. That's not what I was doing. could have. So yeah. I look back now at 24 years old and I'm like, damn, what I would do to have that money in my but, account. But, but do you think that he would have made any smart decisions with it for you that would have helped you? Maybe not smart decisions because I don't think he would have spent it, but maybe would have just held it. Mm. Or maybe have put in a CD so it would have gained interest something, or yeah. something <laughs> where the money would have been like, it would have stayed there. Damn. Bro, it just reminds me of the, the thing that happened. Like one of my sisters, when she, she, she went, they won a lot. My sister won a lawsuit. And you told me about this yeah, it was a lot of money. And she was around that age. She was a minor, and my, I'm a, you know 18 years old. All that money it was like, like 300k or something. It was it was a substantial amount. And my sister, you know, like 18 years old, she wanted to do this, this, this. My mom was like, no, 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 you're buying a place. And they ended up buying a property. Yeah, yeah, one, of yeah, that, yeah. one of this. And, and luckily now it's paid off, and it's probably <laughs> gained a lot of value. Um, but you know that that's the difference between a parent that. Know, cares and hey listen long term you know you're going to be grateful that i that i'm doing this and at the time my sister was like no like fuck you know i don't want to do no, this no, she must be super happy. and now she's like <laughs> ecstatic about it because now you have something you're 23 years old 24 years old and you have a property that because of your mom indirectly because yeah. she she was cared she cared about you i wish i was it was more like that because when i was going to fiu i was getting financial aid mm-hmm. and i was getting a lot of money back yeah, yeah. like too much for someone at my age yeah. And I remember I bought a car and I started spending it on stupid stuff. And, like, I regret it so much now because, like, 
I would have just kept it. Like, that would have been like 15 to 20 grand. Yeah. Like yeah. just from that, from like scholarships and, and, yeah, and grants that I was getting from the government. And money you don't have, that's your money. Like you don't yeah. have to give it back. Well, yeah, this guy, um, well, so Jose, obviously, yeah. he, um, what he did, he would save it because he, he, he got his master's. So when he went to do it, he paid with the money that he had saved. And plus the money that he was saving to pay for his master's. So he was graduating with no debt. I think also his job kind of paid for, for some of it. No? I think I they either, I don't remember, but right. maybe. I just know that he was going to yeah, leave he, without any debt. He was so smart. But he was just he super was smart. Impeccable. At that age? And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if his father, his parents had any influence. He was super cheap. He was very cheap. Yeah, he would literally, yeah. Yeah. anyways. Yeah. We, we, but we that was the plan for the money because I never got financial aid. Ever. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. That was I since the day I started college till today. I've never gotten financial aid. Not a grant. Not financial aid. Nothing. So I've had to pay <coughs> my way through school from the very beginning, and my parents have never helped me. So ha okay. Well, you had thirty-two thousand. Well, yeah. Well, that's what she's saying. So, that's what she's so saying. So that's where the, the money went to. The money. So obviously, I went to Miami Dade. Miami Dade. Everyone knows is not expensive, mm -hmm. and I did have I think seventy-five percent paid for when I went to Miami Dade. Um. So what I was paying was nothing. Uh -huh. But here's the best part. You ready? You want to know where a lot of it went? The boobs. No. no. We already established that 3,000 went to We're We're at 32. We're, okay. So my ex-boyfriend. Oh. Yeah, the narcissist one. Yeah. The, oh, the, the, the high school Oh, because that was around the age. The high school one. We broke up when I was 19, and that I got fuck. the money at 18. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you sit there, and you think you're in love, and you think whatever, and the whole thing, and he was in school, too. And guess who was paying for it? Idiot. When no we would go to way. when we would go to dinner, guess who was paying for it? When we would go on trips and he wanted to go to Orlando outlets and have a shopping spree, guess who was paying for was it? Was he not working? He was working. Well, but this girl, you know, imagine your girl has like thirty thousand dollars in your bank account. At that age, <laughs> and bro? everything was, Oh, I'm gonna pay you back, I'm gonna pay you back, I'm gonna pay you back. <coughs> After I break up with you. <laughs> Wow. Mm -hmm. So that's where a lot of that money went. It's like when you're 10 years old and your mom gives you 20 bucks to go somewhere. You feel yeah. like you feel like you're rich. Yeah. Like I'm gonna spend all this $20. Yeah. And you had 30 30k at that age. You're like, oh yeah, I so much. We're rich. So much. Yeah. And then it goes 29. Then it's 28. Who has this much money at this age saved? Yeah. You know, nobody. Mm -hmm. So that's where a lot of that money went. Okay. Damn, that sucks. But so now you have. Do you have any of that know? money specifically? <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I don't. All right. Well, <laughs> anyways, so, okay, so let's go back towards now on your job. So wh what do you do right now? So right now, um, like I said, I'm finishing nursing school. So I'm like right there so close. I can taste it, but not close enough. <laughs> um, uh, but I also I'm a tech right now at the hospital. So I work uh, night shifts at the hospital. Okay. Um, they say that in hospitals, it's like a massive orgy. Um, yeah. I don't know. Who like everybody was. Un everybody? Un unknown quote. Yeah. 